Hello and welcome back to Thoroughly Kinky. We are covering the bonus tracks on the uh, CD reissue, the 1998 CD reissue of uh, the Kinks debut album, which include uh, their first two singles, which were flops, uh, the follow-up single to their big hit, uh, All Day and All Night, which was not a flop, maybe an outtake or two, and also Kink Size Session. Yeah, right. And so we're calling this one Kink Size Session after the EP of the same name, but we're also going to bundle in a few of the bonus tracks that we didn't discuss last episode. You literally said it better than I just did. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah. Oh, and by the way, I'm Liam Porter. I'm the co-host, but we're going to be hearing mostly this episode from the expert mind of my good friend, Adam Smith. Yep, that's me. <laughs> right. What are we going to listen to first from the Kinks bonus tracks it, reissue? The A side of the very first single is Long Tall Sally. Kinks Novice. I should give yeah. you my first impressions of this one. I listened to it last <laughs> week in preparation for this episode. Really, yeah. this is the second time I've heard it. It's uh, got this shambolic energy. It's 12-bar blues, again, like lots of the tracks we've heard. And it's uh, a lot of fun. It's like a party. Should be like a party. Um, are you familiar with the Beatles version of this song? Oh, yes. Um, being a big yeah. Beatles fan, I have heard this song before. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Which would I, you say was better? <laughs> <laughs> I would have to go with the Beatles version, yeah. although I wouldn't really say it was one of my favourite early Beatles songs either. I presume it's a cover version of of another composer, not, neither the Beatles nor the Kinks. It's Little Richard, the original. Uh, uh, Little Richard. 1957, I think, or something. And of, um, around about then. And there's an interesting story with this one, because... The Beatles had this in their live set going back to the really early days. Paul McCartney did an excellent little Richard impersonation. It was the kind of a barnstormer sort of encore, sort of like a big number in their set. We're having some fun. We're having some fun. Come on. Yeah, a raver. Yeah. What happened here was Beatles were playing it live. The Beatles got huge massively, but they were still playing it live, but they hadn't recorded their version yet. The Kinks management, and the Kinks had just changed the name of the Kinks. They just started as the Kinks. They'd, they'd been going for a few years before that, but they'd just sort of been launched as the Kinks. New, new band name, uh, new drummer. Their management said, Let's get these guys a surefire hit. 
what about that Beatles cover that the Beatles are playing every night but haven't released yet? Let's get the jump on them. Um. Let's get the Kinks to record that song instead. So the Kinks version is actually recorded before the Beatles recorded their version, but it it's not as good at all because <laughs> they hadn't been playing it for you know three years and they didn't have a little Richard impersonator as the Beatles did in Paul McCartney. So it's a it's a really rough version in my opinion. It's Beatles one has this energy that you know makes it sound really manic, whereas that's kind of like they're trying to convince you, they're trying to get the party started, and it's, it's they're barely kindling <laughs> a flame. I think you know it's for a track that's getting the party started. It, it, the tempo did seem a little leaden to me. Yeah, there's actually there's a there's a live clip of them playing it at the Cavern. Would you believe the Kinks? I mean, no way. Like, yeah, and it's uh, have you ever you you ever seen the Beatles clip? Of, it's the only Beatles clip of them in the Cavern. They're playing some other guy. Yes, yes. It, yeah, it's exactly framed like that. It's in the same bit, but the Kinks are playing their awful cover version of Long Tall Saturday live, and it's even worse than the record, and it actually slows down in the middle. So it's interesting early footage. I think it's the first footage of them playing live, but it's like it really shows them up as like being quite bad at playing that song back then. It's like, <laughs> wasn't their forte, you know, playing covers? Uh, yeah, so I guess that was one to get the crowd excited, and oh, here's yeah. one you've heard before, and um, it's sort of a, a young group spin on an established rock star's signature tune. Yeah, pretty much, but it, they didn't do the best job of it. It deservedly flopped, you know. When you say flopped, <laughs> I thought you said this was a B side. No, this is an A side. This was the A side of the first record. Oh, A side. There you go. So yeah. the first single they put out was a cover of Little Richard and yes. uh, and a nod to the Beatles, a more popular group. Yeah, not so much a nod as like an attempt to rip the Beatles off or get the jump on them. <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly, get the jump on them. <laughs> not a great start for the band's career or the or this episode. No, no, so let's move yeah. on quickly. What's the next yeah. uh, song we're going to listen to, Adam? Well, this is the the A side of their second single, uh, which is called "You Still Want Me," and it's it did even worse. If you can believe that, it did. <laughs> You still want me, and this is the ace. You said this is the A side. It's the A side of the of the second single, yeah. It was the first, second single, basically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this, they really thought this was a good song to put out. They must have done, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you still want me? The uh, the A side, not really the because to me it seems like it has more of a B side energy to it. <laughs> yeah, it's got B side energy, definitely. Uh, it actually sounds indistinguishable from the B side. That they sound very similar to me. Um, what is the B side? The next track, which is "You Do Something to Me," they they very they sound almost almost like the same song. Right. Can... So let's uh, count in yeah. both those tracks and have a little compare. You wanted the sky, but I couldn't reach so high. I gave you my love, but you found some other guy. Something to me that had no 
This kind of reminds me of those odd Beatles songs you get in the early catalogue. They're a bit soppy, they're a bit, oh, I love you, do you love me? <laughs> and um, not really characteristic of the band that they would become. Do you know what I mean? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Like fossilised. And for me, uh, yeah, it sounds strange to hear the Kinks, who I think of as so edgy, um, yep. singing and crooning in this very melodious way. I kind of like it, but it's not really what I put my money down for with the Kinks. Well, exactly. You said it. Um, I mean, it's it, it sounds like them faking the Muzzy Beat, early Muzzy Beat style, because that's what was in vogue at the time. And they're competently written, but they seem really fake. Both of them seem incredibly fake. They seem like someone, you know, it, it seems like production line type stuff. I mean, the, the, the lyric especially, you do something to me, for my heart is so true and I live just for you. You know, it's, you know, past the sick bucket, really, you know. And it's it's absolute, it's garbage, really. It is the sort of, and I, I, I like, I really genuinely like Muzzy Beat and that style of stuff. And I'm a big fan of the Beatles when they're in that mode, but I think the Beatles, you know, some kind of lusty realism to them behind the thing. Whereas that just sounds like, that sounds like Caged Tigers or something faking it. It really does. It sounds... It mm, sound... Right. It's, it's just yeah. not them. Yeah. Should we move on? Yeah, exactly. Let's move on. All right. Okay. What's the next one, Adam? The next one is It's All Right. That was the B-side of You Really Got Me, the breakthrough single. Ah, right. Okay. So, um, let's play a little bit of both to get us uh, yeah. in the mind space there. told me that that was a b-side of such a great song you really got me and now just having listened to them side by side yeah i, I get it better now in that right. context it's got the same sort of energy uh, the vocal has that same cool edge yeah yeah they seem well paired so i like it better yeah. now knowing that that was supposed to be one release yeah that's a good point don't you think that that sounds so much better than the last three songs we heard, even though it's just a B-side and it's maybe not the best song and it's just a vibe more than anything else, but it just sounds so much more confident yeah. as a filler track. Yeah, you know? it's, it doesn't seem like they have been told that this would sell better than this. Yep. This isn't their own original composition, is it? It is actually, yeah. This is an original. Oh. It just sounds very derivative, but yeah, it's an original. Yeah. Sounds very much like the covers yeah. they had on the yeah. actual Kinks album track listing we covered last yeah. time. So, uh, that was the second single they released ever? Third single. It goes, Long Tall Sally, You Still Want Me, You Really Got Me. And just to put it in context, they had a three-single deal. If they weren't going to make it the third single, they were going to get dropped by the label. You Really Got Me was kind of like make or break for them. And they really, 
Essentially, their first two singles, as you heard, were kind of like not them. The first one was a half-hearted cover. The second one was a half-hearted original. And so it was kind of like everything went into making the third single count because they knew they would have dropped otherwise. Right. Long Tall Sally was a safe bet because it was a cover, yeah. Little Richard and the Beatles cover. Uh, well, a cover of the song the Beatles covered. And then um, the second ones we just heard, You Still Want Me, You Do Something To Me, kind of saccharine, croony, not really like yep. them. But then with this single, You Really Got Me, It's All Right. Now yeah. we've got them really finding their groove and saving their exactly. careers in the process. Exactly, yeah. Well, the next song has always been my favourite Kinks song as someone who didn't really know about the Kinks. Excellent. The song is All Day and All of the Night. I'm not content to be with you in the daytime. Girl, I want to be with you all of the time. The only time I feel alright is by your side. Where'd you start with a song that good? I think I would start with a riff. What a riff. Yeah. Such a simple yeah. riff, such a simple melody, but that really transports you when you listen to it. What do you think, I'll ask you, what do you think makes that better than You Really Got Me? Because some people say they sound the same or like that's just a clone of it. But what I think it's got something that you really got me as good as it is doesn't have. Would you agree with that? I think it's comparing the two. They are so similar and they both seem like mutations from the 12 bar blues kind of influences. But this one I prefer because it's an obsessive mood. It's like a, being trapped in the windmills of your mind, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, you Really Got Me is more of a, you are in love with me, you've really got me, I'm in love with you, yeah, we've really yeah. got each other. This one is more like, you've got me obsessed, uh, I can't sleep yeah. at night. Yeah, you're right. You, you, it's brilliant when you said mutation, that's it, I think, because they've both got the heavy riff in them, which is the addition. But You Really Got Me, I think, could still be a blues song. It's still kind of like a sexual come on song. Whereas All Day and All the Night, it's subtly different, but so much more brutal, you know, and it sounds more proto-punk. It sounds it sounds like there's a seed of heavy metal in there in a way that there isn't as heavy as it is, you would you really got me. Right. And also, like you said, the lyrical theme is more kind of negative. It's got this darkness to it, which you really got me, doesn't have it. Again, it's this sort of obsessive thing. It's the it's this sort of uh, deranged dependency and you know, it, which kind of goes places where punk went fifteen years later, when when metal went, all that's in it in a way that isn't you really got me. I think in those two songs, you see a development from something that's coming from blues into something that's going to its own space completely and seeing the way for the future. You know, it still sounds incredibly futuristic for 1964. It's insane. It's incredible how they're already incorporating all that distortion into their sound at a very bass level. Yeah. 
it sounds so sort of bad in a good way, sort of. Um, I mean, bad in the daringly bad, like, yeah. like that sort of artful artlessness. <laughs> just sounds like total wrong but right juju you know at that moment it's really it's 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 uh, you said it was your favorite kink song I mean, i would kind of agree on some days it was my favorite kink, certainly my favorite of the early kink songs there's no doubt about it it's, it's just untoppable of the ones that i heard on the best of the kinks album yeah. that i did listen to then it was definitely my favorite and most yeah. played very much in agreement with that i think that's one of the absolute it, you really got as good but in some ways in some ways, all day and all the night, to me, makes you really got me unnecessary. That was uh, a cracker. What's next? Yeah. It is the B-side of that plateau. I got a move. I don't want to get left behind. Go love my baby all the time. I don't want to get left alone. I got to move on down my baby's home. So yeah, that's kind of um, groovy, catchy, uh, again, sort of has like a party atmosphere. I get it in the context of such a great A-side. This is the B-side. Yeah. Um, I don't have a whole lot more to say. Very 12-bar blues, like a lot of the early Kinks yeah, work. It's, it's very similar to the last B-side. It's all right in that it perfectly complements the A-side, doesn't outshine it. It doesn't sound like an original, but it is an original. It's not much of a song, but it's a great, confident performance. It, you know, you can stick that on at a sexies club or something and it would keep the dance floor moving you couldn't yeah. say that for the first two records you know Very danceable absolutely yeah that's i've got to move um next yeah. we've got i don't need you anymore so have a listen yeah well, i don't need you because you just ain't the same kind of feel like i've heard it before um yeah. uh, it's not i didn't love it i didn't hate it i didn't love yeah. it it's about halfway between being a muzzy beat pastiche and being an actual blues it's between the two stools and it's like between being good and bad and it is kind of nothing <laughs> <laughs> it's got the high energy you expect from muzzy beat song it's better than the second single it's better than the first two singles actually but it's still not that good it that was just an outtake, by the way. That was an outtake from the first recording session, but didn't get used and then got stuck on the uh, reissue. Ah, uh, well, it definitely sounded like they were having a great time recording it. Sounds better than the first two A-sides. Yeah, which, you know, I'd agree with you there. Yeah, it, it, it sounds more confident, yeah. Right, with Long Tall Sally and You Still Want Me. Well, we're getting there. This is still only the first album. It's the reissue with the yeah. bonus tracks. So finally, uh, we're taking a step forward now, aren't we, Adam? Yeah. We are moving on to the next non-single release, which was Kink Size Session. Uh, I'm going to say right now, this is not a great EP. This is not really, this is 
kind of like, and they admitted this themselves, this was product that was put out while they were hot with their first two hits. So they got rushed into the studio to record their cover of Louie Louie and three originals. It's not great. I don't think this real listener is going to make me think it's greater, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to hear again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Phew. Well, I'm relieved because I also didn't really love this one either. And, yeah. um, you know, we've committed to this. We're doing it chronologically. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing is called thoroughly kinky. We are very thorough. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing it. And yeah. so let's get on with it. Louis, Louis, this is the reason it was recorded. Let's have a listen. Yeah. Oh, I think they capture the spirit of the original. What I prefer about the original is that it's got the basic keyboard on it, which I prefer. King's version is good, but uh, it's not better than the Kingsmen version, which it was. A, I should say just now it was. They're both covers. It was originally done by a guy called I think Richard Berry again in the fifties, but the Kingsmen kind of rearranged it. got a sort of Caribbean flavour to the lyrics, yeah. some of the grammar. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that, yeah. Unlike Long Tall Sally, it was a song the Kinks loved and, and was a big part of their stage show in the early days. I'm beginning to see a bit of a logic here, commercial logic developing. The record company says, okay, the kids are all talking about this band and they're all talking about songs they've heard. If they are singing a song like Louie Louie that everyone's heard, then that should be the first track on this new EP to give you a flavour of the live show that maybe you couldn't get a ticket yeah. to, especially for you in America. Well, exactly. This is a bit... Actually, this EP is a bit like the Beatles' Long Tall Sally EP because they had... The Beatles' only original EP came earlier in this year. 1964. And that was built around Long Tall Sally and one original song and two other covers, but it was kind of like Long Tall Sally was the star song. I presume... With this EP, Louie Louie is meant to be the star song that you buy it for. It's not time to go yet, but the next track is called I've Gotta Go Now. I've gotta go now, gotta go now, I've gotta go now, gotta go now. Hey, little girl, I've gotta go now. Gotta go now, gotta go now. You know, it stuck with me. When I heard it playing just now, I was like, oh, is it this one? What one's this one? <laughs> then I got it <laughs> right from the intro. So it's got something. It's kind of been haunting me, even though I've only heard it a couple of times. It's better than I remember it being. And it's also it's also got that faster bit in it, which kind of moves things around a bit. I don't want to leave you, but I guess I better go now. Soon we'll be together all the time, but until then I gotta go. 
It's an effective song. I rather like it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's well played and it's kind of what would pass as a ex- musical experiment for them in 1964. It's basic, but it's a lunge in, in one direction. Okay, um, what's next, Adam? I've got that feeling. I've got that feeling. This one, I would slot this in alongside You Still Want Me slash You Do Something To Me. It seems a little bit more of its time than the rest of the songs we've been listening to. I'd agree up to the point, but I think this one's better musically. It's because it's a bit moodier. I don't know. It's got a better atmosphere. It's more convincingly played. Got a nice, uh, like, the piano solo in it as well. <laughs> It's actually the strongest original in the EP, but um, mm, sorry, Adam, I don't really like this one. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. We we didn't agree on bald headed women, whatever. <laughs> right, exactly. I love the bald trilogy, whatever yeah. it was last time. Right. Yeah, we don't agree on this one, but also I'm not going to die on this hill of defending it. It's good, I think, but it's not amazing. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> you okay. Know. As before we move on, this was the first ever uh, Ray Davies original or Kink song to be covered by anyone. It was covered by a girl group called The Orchards, and that was before Even You Really Got Me was a hit. Plowing on. Oh, look, we are at the end of our uh, second episode of Thoroughly Kinky. How are we going to finish this one, Adam? Well, let's just hope things get better. Uh, (laughs) When things are getting better. First of all, it loses points for having a harmonica solo. I'm never a fan of those. It's repetitive. Things getting better. It seems also like a really good song to sing if you're drunk in a car with all your friends. Maybe. Do you remember Revenge off the first album? Revenge. Yeah, that instrumental one. Yeah. This is just Revenge with lyrics. They just. I don't think it's the same backing track, but it's pretty much just the same riff. Oh, really? I I might have liked it better without lyrics. Yeah. Uh, Let's have a little compare. (laughs) 
uh, this is kind of revenge with, with lyrics added. It's the revenge of revenge. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I do definitely see that now. Yeah, there's the same song. Well, now I hear it by revenge. Is, the original revenge is maybe a bit more staccato, but yeah, they're, they're definitely similar. Things are getting better. I mean, how long do you think it took to write? It's such a basic. It's such a basic thing. Basically, is a song that's made up of two chords, G and A, namely. Yeah, it sounds like a song. They're not doing that much with those two chords. Yeah, that's as close to to a recorded song can be to not being a composed song with lyrics. <laughs> it's you know, do you know what I mean? It's like, especially we consider stuff Ray Davies did very shortly after. Like, it's so basic. <laughs> Do you know what I think is a shame about King Size Session? What? I think it's a shame that they were huge in the, at the end of 1964 because they were the next big thing, nipping the tail of the Beatles at the time, and they had a new sound, like, would you really got me in all day of the night, that no one else had. So they were told to put product out, as much product as possible. It meant weaker material like this ended up being canonised as part of their discography, whereas a few years down the line, there was much less demand for King's product, there was less records coming out. And when they had a lot of much higher quality outtakes in the sort of late 60s, that stuff wasn't coming out because there was no demand for it. So you could have had, if they'd stayed at the top, you could have had more product coming out later on. It would have been better. Does mm. that make sense? I just ramble on there, you know. But what, No, no, what no, I mean it is- made sense. Yeah. I mean, in this mad rush to push out product as much as possible back in those yeah. days, they didn't really care what was on the discs as long as it had one song that would sell. Exactly. Yeah. This is... A very weak record in their discography. This is a product of its time. Quite literally, it is product. We've now reached the end of 1964, which is their first year to, as a band under that name, and their first they had their first hits in that year, and they've established themselves. But the amount of artistic growth that happens even in the next year is like, you know, exponential, as they say. You know? I have had a little listen to Kind the Kinks. I already like a lot more what I've heard in the second album yeah. compared to the first. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely an upward tick for the next. I don't know, decade, <laughs> you know, in some ways it is appropriate. Things are getting better. It's not a song that in itself makes things better, but everything that happens after things are getting better is better. So in some ways it was uh, it <laughs> was a... actually a very accurate song. On that note, we, could, we yeah. should finish episode two. That was episode two of Thoroughly Kinky. Tune in next time and we'll be looking at Kinda Kinks from 1965. I've been Adam Smith on Thoroughly Kinky. I'll see you next time. Uh, Goodbye. And I've been Liam Porter. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thoroughly Kinky. If you'd like to send us an email, we'd love to hear from you. Write to us at thoroughlykinky at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media too. You'll find all the links in the description. So that's all from us. See you next time on... Thoroughly Thoroughly kinky. kinky.